2: Hi, this is Bennett Kelly. Thanks for listening to Cyberlaw and Business Report. Before you take a recess to hear the latest internet law news and commentary, you are hereby ordered to download the Webmaster Radio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Okay, maybe not ordered, but why not? You can listen live to my show and all our show hosts every day on our live stream or download past episodes with ease. So, download the Webmaster Radio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in the Google Play Store. It's an open and shut case.
3: All right.
4: Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center,
2: Bennett Kelly. Good morning, um, Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center, broadcasting live from um, the Internet Law Center here in the heart of Silicon Beach, Santa Monica, California. I hope all all of you are well. Please be seated. Um, today's court session is going to be an interesting one. We're dealing with a very hot topic on the internet, and it's the question of bully side. Um, many of you may have seen um, the video posted by Amanda Todd, and kind of a, a last-minute um, plea for help as she detailed her years of um being bullied and um but ultimately she ended up taking her life which has sparked a lot of debate about what we need to do if anything about bully side and there's also been a backlash this kind of a meme going on making fun of Amanda Todd which actually I think is quite cruel but um so we're going to be talking about that today and we have with us uh, a return guest uh, an old friend um from york maine it's jane hitchcock who's the um, president and uh, founder of um woe uh, working to halt online abuse and also um working to halt online abuse kids so jane are you with us
5: yes i am hi
2: thanks for coming back i we really really thrilled to have you
5: yeah i'm, I'm glad to be back anytime
2: um so it seems that this video of this poor girl um, up in British Columbia has, has sparked, you know, quite a reaction. And um, wh- why do you think that is?
5: I, you know, I honestly don't know because, unfortunately, there have been other uh, teens that have killed themselves because they're bullied online and offline. And I have never seen such a big reaction as to this poor girl, you know, and I feel so bad for her family.
2: I mean, was it was it because that there was this cry for help, and then she died so close to that happening, or or, um, do you think this is this could be greater awareness that this this might be a problem?
5: Uh, I really, I honestly don't know because I have seen other videos done on you know put on YouTube by other kids that have killed themselves, and I haven't seen as big a reaction as this one, and. I really honestly don't know why these trolls, which I'm calling them, uh, decided to pick on her, but it just seems that people have no lives, I guess, and they had to pick on a dead girl and torment her family now. And, uh, you know, the only reason I found out about it was because um, I saw something on Facebook, and uh, it was a, a page that had been made, that made fun of her because she had tried to kill herself previously uh, by drinking bleach. And I right. got a picture of, of this guy holding up a bleach bottle, am I Amanda Todd now? And that's what started it. And then there were some other pages and groups that had been put up on Facebook, but they were quickly taken down. And for some reason, this one, and I checked it a little while ago, it's still up there, and I have reported it to Facebook. Several others have reported it to Facebook. I actually have a contact at Facebook, and he came back to me and said that I can't believe you actually wrote this, that the actual content of the page doesn't violate Facebook, uh, you know, t- terms of service. And I'm sitting there wrote right back, are you kidding me? Do you realize what this guy is doing? And I sent you the most recent post that the guy posted right. with the square words in it. So, and he was calling her a whore and some other bad words. And I don't understand how this page can still be up there. Because it clearly, as far as I can see, it violates Facebook's terms of service. Or am I missing something?
2: I mean, that's 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 the thing. You would think. I mean, it's so blatantly offensive that, um, and obviously, you know, it's so cruel that it, it would. I don't have the terms in front of me, but um, I'm just I'm just shocked by it. And um, what's interesting is that it has become a, an internet meme. And actually, there's a website that um, called Know Your Memes that has all these variations of the Amanda Todd thing. And well, well, there's this. Um, phenomena where you know she, she's being labeled a slut or a whore, and right. you know, because of you know her abuse, and it, it's just it's it's so. I mean, one, it's cruel anyway, so so it shouldn't be shocking that it's also misogynist.
5: It, uh, and I think I also sent you the link to there was uh, some guy. I guess he was up in Canada as well. He posted something about her, and a woman got so angry that she actually tracked down this person and contacted his employer, who was Mr. Big and Tall, and they ended up firing him for the comment that he posted about Amanda Todd. Uh, so there there are some backlashes going on, but I really don't understand why you know this page is still up. And after uh, Vancouver Sun contacted the guy who created it through messaging on Facebook, and he's trying to justify why he put the group up. And... Uh,
2: Oh, uh, you know, it just drives me crazy. I hope his mother is proud of him. Um, well, there's the guy. The, you know, there's another person that's or a person, but another organization seems to have stepped into this issue, and that is um, anonymous. Um yes. And anonymous has uh, you know, reportedly identified who Amanda Todd's tormentor was and um, has you know, more or less outed them, and which has led that person's mother in, up in Montreal to um, you know, complain about the lynch mob vitality that's descending upon, um, upon him, which is, would be consistent with the mentality that they, they seem to be uh, applying right now in terms of the whole Amanda Todd meme.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, if this guy didn't think there were going to be repercussions and that somebody wouldn't try and figure out who he was, he should never have started the page. So I hate to say you reap what you sow. And for one, I can applaud Anonymous for doing something for the good instead of, you know, hacking the bank accounts and things like that. Uh, For once, you know, I I commend them for for doing this because people like this really should be outed. I'm sorry. You know, I don't feel bad for this guy. He should never have done this. And I hope this follows him the rest of his life, honestly.
2: Um, As have been... It, but it's just, it just—it seems to be multiplying. That's the weird thing. You type in Amanda Todd and you know look under you know whether it's on the web or under images, and the the content is is so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really unfortunate. Um, so, what? Why do you think people are doing this? I mean. Um, and my first reaction was, do, do these people have parents? Well, you know? How were they born? I mean, they seem to be lacking a certain humanity that uh, if, you, know, you would expect people to have.
5: Yeah, the, uh, you expect them to have certain ethics and be brought up correctly, be polite, you know, uh, don't, don't talk down to your elder. I mean, you know, this is all stuff I was taught when I was a kid. And I was right. never even dare to think to do anything like this. But this is where you've got a new, a newer generation that didn't grow up like you and me, and they grew up with computers and with the Internet, and they feel like they're invincible. And when I go and I do my talks at high schools and you know, junior high, I, I get attitude more from the older kids, like the juniors and seniors, than I do from the younger ones. The younger ones want to learn to stay safe. But the older ones get this attitude like, oh, what are you telling me, old woman? You know, I know what I'm doing online. And then when I go into my presentation and I start showing them things, they, they I hope they smarten up, but they come up to me afterward and say, you learned something. But, yeah, I can't be everywhere at once, and I don't know how old this person is supposed to be. Um, I, I did follow some of the links, and he's probably in his 30s. And if he's in his 30s, he should know better. Um, right. I, not, not that I would say that a teenager would be less blameless, but in that instance, I would blame the parents more than I would the kid for not bringing up the children proper way. And it's just the whole Internet generation, they just don't think beyond the computer screen. They don't see the person. They don't, have, they don't have a face. They don't have a voice associated with it. So they feel like they can do anything that they want, not realizing that they're hurting a lot of people. And uh, I just, I feel really so bad for her parents, especially her mother who has been interviewed, you know, about this. And it just breaks my heart.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, it is it's so tragic. Um, but speaking of tragic, you know, today actually is the is the anniversary of the suicide of Megan Myers, who I think... Um, yeah. it, really brought this whole issue to, you know, t- to kind of national attention when, you know, just because of the dramatic aspect of the story when, you know, her, her, her harasser was her next door neighbor's mom. And, uh, it just, yes. And, um, you we know, just, it was such a twisted, um, story anyway. And the, the woman, Lori drew quickly became the most hated woman on the internet. But, you know, that was, um, six years ago today. And, um, you look at that case and it seems that you know some of the more notable cases that we've had so far um we we've had the you know this I minute mean, hot thing's only been a couple couple days old um but we've had the um you know the recent um um that's Tyler Clementi. Um, the record student who was um, whose um, roommate, you know, posted online video of him um, having you know intimate relations with another man, um, and then you've had also um, Ryan Halligan and Amanda, T- excuse me, um, Phoebe Prince, uh, two other kind of uh, cases that have gotten a lot of attention. But what was interesting um, in, the, um, in the Phoebe Prince and um, with Megan Meyer and with um, Tyler Clementi, law enforcement stepped in. They, there was something done, you know, with, with different results. Um, but, I mean, what do you think about uh, uh, law enforcement's responsibility or responsiveness on these types of issues?
5: Uh, you know, on, on, on the Amanda Todd, it depends on where this guy is located. If, you mm-hmm. know, that's the whole thing is. Uh, um, I can't remember where they said he was uh, living, but, you know, if he's in the United States, maybe the FBI or law enforcement here could do something. If he's in Canada, it's you know, up to the RCMP whether or not to do anything, and they have different laws up there. So uh, it all depends on whether or not they have proper laws and if they want to pursue it. I would think that, I would hope you know, that somebody would try to do something. I thought I did see on Google News yesterday that the FBI was looking into it. I don't know if they're going to do anything, though.
2: I mean, you know, I guess, you know, because obviously figuring out jurisdiction is the first thing. I mean, um, I right. kind of reminder of that old joke as a kid, you know, plane crashes on the U.S.-Canadian border, where do you bury the survivors? And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't bury the survivors. That's the whole joke. But, you know, clearly they're trying, they're trying to figure out, um, well, will you, this, is, this involves a Canadian woman um, and uh, – it appears that her term, term most likely was Canadian, and so, um, you know, what would the U.S. role be other than maybe to the extent that some some of the mean people are, are based here and, and generating and moving that along. Um, but yeah, and um, now in terms of the, um, I'm just going pull this up very quickly, in terms of the whole anonymous role, um, you know, I, I mentioned that it, you know, the mother of the person anonymous outed has said that, you know, this the, uh, the the internet communities responded a uh, lynch mob type mentality and just really kind of just saying how cruel they've been, which you know, again, as we said, was somewhat um, ironic. But um, I believe that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police um, has denied that um, that um, anonymous has truly identified who the tormentor was.
5: Um, I, I could send you the link to, um, I found, I can't remember what the name of your, uh, the website was, but they actually posted a link to what Anonymous had posted as far as who the person was, his name his first name was Troy, and I can't remember the last name, and I, I just kind of glanced at it, and uh, they they claimed that they traced it back to to this guy, and Much. I don't see, yeah. I, I I honestly don't, don't see any reason to doubt Anonymous, because They have the tools to do things like this, obviously. I mean, with all the things they've been in the news for. And I would not disregard what they posted. I really think that the RGMP should at least look into it and see if this person is guilty or not because they even posted not only his name and where he lived, but they posted his Twitter handle. And I guess that's basically how they kind of figured out who he was uh, because there's a big Twitter thing going on as well as a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And there would be both of those going at once, and it's just getting nastier and nastier. And uh, you know, I, I it goes back to Facebook or Twitter. Why aren't they doing something about this? Why aren't they shutting down these accounts?
2: Now, here's something. Um, it's on Canada. dot com, and uh, it says that the um, accusation, anonymous accusations of a metatod stalker, is false. RMCP RCMP says um, the RCMP said. To say that information released by an international hacktivist group identifying a Vancouver area man as a man as t- Todd's tormentor is unfounded and warred against spread the spread of false information through social media. Um, that's interesting I thought the, the person identified was in Montreal. So maybe there's another person um, who's been identified that is, uh, may actually be the, the tormentor.
5: Okay, now I just, I just pulled it up here. Um uh, yes, yes, this this guy, oh, it's Cody. I won't say his last name on the air. But they published his online username, his location is in British Columbia. He's okay. age thirty. So uh he has thirty years of age. Uh, and I'll I'll send you this link to this. And then Anonymous also posted a bunch of the, the tweets that were uh like one of them is Life's a Bleach, you know, quoting Amanda Todd for both of them. Right. Uh, Just, you know, you know, reading some of these tweets, it's people are just awful. And uh, there was one actually was the other one. Yeah, they have um, a screenshot showing um, this Cody guy's Twitter account and how they linked everything together to figure out who he was. He was in Columbia. So I'll send that to you as well. But it just. I, I just don't understand, you know, the thinking of Facebook and Twitter. Why why let the media go off on this and do all this research for it and then Anonymous does it and you still won't do anything about
2: it? I mean it is it is quite shocking. Um but um we have to take a short break, but when we come back we'll be talking about the Amanda Todd and Bully Side um with Jane Hitchcock after these messages. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report.
4: Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors.
0: How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? SearchMetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with SearchMetrics.com. That's SearchMetrics.com.
1: Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think
0: eBrands.
1: Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports.
3: eBrands.
1: Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1 866 625 5717. That's eBrands with a Z for
3: eBrands.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: My day is done. Time
1: for happy hour. You're already done for the day?
3: I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
4: Radio's virtual autobahn. Webmasterradio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: And we're back. This is Ben and Kelly. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report. Today we're talking about bully side in light of the tragic suicide of Amanda Todd, um, the um, Canadian teenager who um, took her life after posting a, a a plaintiff uh, video um, detailing her years of abuse, and um, a, a silent, literally silent cry for help, as uh, it was all done through um, the dialogue was all done through her posting little flashcards. And um, Jane, do you get a sense that um, bully side is is an increasing phenomenon, or it's just being reported more?
5: I think it's uh, being reported, more honestly. I don't think it's increased. I think it's probably stayed about the same, but you're seeing more reports of it in the media, which on one hand is good because it puts a light on the subject, but on the other hand, then you get people like this person creating you know groups and Twitter accounts and kind of making fun of the, the death of the, the poor kid that died.
2: So, I mean, here's some statistics that I I came across. One is that suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people, um, and that for every suicide among young people, there are at least 100 suicide attempts. Um, Secondly, um, bullying victims are two to nine times more likely to consider suicide than non-victims. And then a study in Britain found that at least half of suicides among young people are related to bullying. Um, a common response you hear to this discussion is that you know being a teenager is tough, and you know bullying has always been there. So you know why are we trying to step in and um, and change what you know? It's just it's just a fact of life. I mean, what what, what can we legislate here? And well, it,
5: sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you know, it's, uh, bullying is different these days. Um, when we went to school. And I was bullied when I was in school. I actually got a reprieve after school, on the weekends, on school vacations, and summer you know, vacation.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Today, these kids don't have any reprieve. They can be bullied 24-7, offline, at school, after school, and then online, You know, texting, uh, right. on the computer, Facebook. It, it, it's 24-7 for them. So that's why you're seeing uh, kids just don't know how to deal with it, they, when I go and I do my talks, the, the biggest thing I get is most of them feel like they're going to be rude if they don't respond to the person. When you have to explain to them, you're not being rude, if somebody is bullying you or harassing you, I tell them, just reply once with, please stop contacting me, and then keep anything that comes in, but don't respond, to them because when you do that, and I tell this to adult victims as well. Um, When they do respond, they're boosting the bully's ego so that the bully knows that they're getting to their victim. And that's where these things get out of control. And then the victims feel like they can't talk to anybody because uh, a lot of them say, they'll tell me, I'm afraid I'm going to be punished by my parents if I tell them I'm being bullied and who the bully is, or I'm afraid my parents will go to the bully's parents or go to school, and you're trying to get through to them that they need to report this because if they're being bullied, then the bully is going to do it to somebody else as well, and that kind of gets through to them because they don't think it, they're only thinking of themselves as being bullied right now.
2: Now, um, it, in, in looking at some of the other cases that have gotten a lot of attention, um, you know, say for example the um, Ryan Halligan case. You know, there um, not only did you have bullying, but you also had uh, kind of a certain camaraderie over suicide. And, you know, Ryan had actually been regularly chatting with someone, um, about suicide. In fact, they found a website where you could type in your personality type and, um, it would recommend the type of the best suicide option for you. And, um, you know, Ryan's father actually saw this and contacted the kid and, um, got some information from it in the process and then called his father and said, hi, I'm um, so-and-so's father. And you know, you probably know about what happened. Well, your, your son is has given my son all this information. So clearly this is something he's thinking about. Um, you know, give me a call. Maybe we can talk about this. And you know, he never heard back. Um, the guy said, my well, you know, my wife's coming here. I'll, I'll talk to you later on. And, um, so but it's interesting that you know, there's there's two kind of undercurrents: There's the abusive kind of undercurrent, but there's the other current kind of undercurrent that's saying jump, jump. Whether it's because you know, they share that view, or they just kind of want to um, watch in, in kind of a sick, sick pleasure from the, the you know the uh, sidelines of the internet.
5: Yeah, it's almost like some of these people want to push the victim basically into doing it and get some you know, like you said, some sick pleasure out of it, but. Uh, there was a case where this guy who was a nurse, and it's in my next book that's coming out, he actually would go online to certain chat rooms and would encourage people to take their own lives. And he did it to at least three that they know of, and he ended up going to court, and I believe he did get some jail time for it because he was that's- goading them on.
2: Now, did he get jail time because he was a medical professional and somehow that was violating his um, code, or did he? Or was it actually because somehow they, that was found to violate state law?
5: It was like almost. It was like involuntary manslaughter. I think was what they were calling it because even though he didn't kill them directly, indirectly, he, he convinced them to kill themselves. And I also think that it was because he was a, a nurse and he had to be punished. Honestly, right? It's just you know. It's just one of those things where it was, I'm sure it was tough for the judge, like in the Clemente case, you know, the same thing. In in the Phoebe Prince case, I mean, all those kids were arrested, but none of them were put in jail, but they're going to have to live with this the rest of their lives.
2: Well, in the Clemente case, though, I mean, he he got um, over five years in jail, I believe, um, because it was treated as a hate crime.
5: Yeah, but he's out of jail, you know. He, he He didn't serve the whole time. They suspended most of it, and he's on probation now.
2: Oh, really? I wasn't aware of that. I, 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 yeah, I so I the uh, when the girl and...
5: kind of turned on, turned on him, she got disprobation, and I guess community service and fines and whatever like that, but, yeah, he ended up uh, served, uh, was time served when he was in jail during the trial.
2: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that um, was just shocking. And, uh, you know, and the fact that... Um, you know, he really seems to get pleasure. You know, again, you know, seems to get, get a kick out of let's, let's torment someone. Um, but it, it just kind of it it addresses an an issue or raises the issue of to the extent that you know the internet allows people to um, be anything um, anonymously. And, um, and but one thing in particular is be cruel.
5: It, it's that it's that perceived anonymity that these people think that they they can do it and they will get away with it. And it's usually when they're caught and they're they're found out and they're shocked because they think that by creating uh, an account in a fake name, like doing Yahoo Hotmail or creating a fake a you know, Facebook profile, that it will never get traced back to them. And they don't understand that it can and it will. And uh, I just wish these people would put all the effort that they do into doing things like this into something good, like volunteering for my organization. would be nice.
2: Exactly. And um, so tell us a little bit about HALT and HALT Kids. Uh,
5: about, uh, well, we have um, the adult division. It's working to halt online abuse uh, for people 18 and over. And we actually recently got um, a new celebrity spokesperson. Her name is Courtney Compton, and she's uh she was Miss Teen USA in 2011. Yes. She's currently running for Miss Teen, uh, not Miss Teen, Miss USA, Utah, 2013. It's two weeks of the pageant. And she actually came to me for help with a man who was harassing her online. And what he did was he basically convinced her. He, they met online, and she mentioned uh, on her profile or something that she wanted to be a sportscaster when she's done with beauty pageants and he claimed to have contacts, and and he was very charming, and this and that, and then she found out from somebody else, emailed her, that he had done this to some other pageant winners, and so she stopped contacting him, and he began uh, posting about her all over the place, and taking photos of, like, pigs and putting her face on it, you know, I mean, just, you know, just posting nasty things about her, and she came to us for help, and uh, she... She said to me, "I wish I could do more for you." I said, "Well, we have a spokesperson for the kids and teen division, and we're looking for one for the adult division." So she just got up on the website recently, and we're going to be releasing a press release about that. But when she goes and she does, you know, her um, pageants and her press interviews and everything she's going to be mentioning us which is a big boost for us.
2: Um, and and does she have a site with another another model who's, who's been a victim? Or am I thinking of another um, Courtney?
5: It, you might be thinking of somebody else, but she actually works with, um, there's a website called Bully Suicide, and I can send you the information on that. And she's been working with them, and uh, she just really wants to put the word out that, you know, you, anyone can be bullied or harassed online. It doesn't matter if you're ugly or pretty, you're black or white, you know, how old you are, it doesn't matter at all. It, happens to, it can happen to anybody. And so, which, which is nice, and then we have the kids teen division, and that's where we try, that's where I, I try and go to schools, and I've been speaking to fourth graders on up, and just trying to get through to their heads that what they do online now is there the rest of their lives. And when I show them examples, you know, from the media stories um, and how, you know, the certain websites do keep your information, even once it's been deleted, you delete your text, they're still there even though you deleted them. And uh, just trying to educate them and try to get them to think better, especially when they're online, about how it could affect them
2: forever. And, And what do they say when you tell them this? I'm sorry? What do they say? Do they say, you know, well, no, no one's really going to care 10 years from now, or does it really sink in? Well,
5: well, you know, that's why I, I always make sure I'm up to date on my facts and have the latest news stories or anything. When I actually show them these to them, it kind of flips the switch I think because I get a lot of them coming up to me afterwards saying, I really had no idea that this information is still out there and I thought if I put up a photo, give the them a finger or whatever and took it off that it wouldn't be there anymore, but now I'm realizing it is and and I say, and I say, you know, you shouldn't be putting that stuff up there in the first place. You may think it's funny between you and a friend, but, uh, you know, that's when they realize that they have to be a lot more careful. And you said get the one or two smart outs. they are like, oh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, type of thing. But the majority of them are pretty shocked um, because uh, what I do is uh, I have two alter egos. I have a boy and a girl on Facebook. And when I'm booked to speak at a school, I ask for at least a month ahead of time. And my alter ego, one of them, starts asking students from that school I'm going to be speaking at to be friends. And I pick between 20 to 30, 35 students. And then when I do my presentation and I get to that part, because I I cover uh, predators and sexting and, you know, and cyberbullying. And then when I get to the Facebook part of it, I explain to the kids, I say, well, you know, I have a boy and a girl alter ego. And uh, I wanted to see how many of you, you know, would be friends with a complete stranger. How do you think you guys did? And it gets so quiet most of the time that you could hear a pin drop. And my husband actually um, was with me one time, and he said, I thought you were making this up when he come home and tell me the kids got real quiet. But he said, I was shocked. And then I show them how many of them list their cell phone number, where they work after school, their school schedule. You know, all this personal information that they now have given to a complete stranger that they Mm -hmm. assumed was somebody their age and assumed was a real person. And then I say, and now for the photos, and I have gone through all of their profiles and if there are any, you know, compromising photos, I block out their face, but I show the photos, they they know who they are, and that Mm -hmm. shocks them. And I say, you've got, I could be a predator. I could be a school resource officer. I could be a, a, a regular police officer. You know, I could be somebody from the school, you know, checking to see what you're doing. And you can get in trouble because you're posting things like this. And that's why at the end they usually come up to me and say, I'm making changes real quick.
2: Well, that's good to be getting through. Now, you have a book out now, don't you?
5: It's coming out in January. It's okay. called True Crime, yeah, True Crime Online. Uh, most shocking. What's it? Most shocking. No, just shocking stories of scammers, stalking, stalkers. See, I don't even know. They changed the subtitle on it. Uh,
2: but it's True ago. Crime Online. That part. That part pretty certain, right? Yeah, True Crime
5: Online. It's in, in the last part of it's murder and mayhem, and all I can think of is that guy in the insurance commercial. Y'all, you know, high, mayhem, and I just crack up laughing every time I try and say the title name.
2: <laughs> it, it's it's subliminal yeah, that, marketing on, by your publisher.
5: Yeah, well, it's coming in January, and if you're if you're on Facebook, yeah, there is a Facebook page for it.
2: Just you know, type in True uh, True Crime Online, and it should pop up. So, um, in terms of if you if you're talking to a parent right now, and they're reacting to this this whole um, circumstance, when you, what do you say to them? Do they say, "You know, this is, you know, this is tragic. It happens, um, and there's certain things you do to make it stop your child from doing it." Or um, how do you communicate this?
5: When I talk to parents, I tell them, I say, make sure you're keeping an eye on what your child is doing. If all of a sudden they're not communicating with their friends that they used to, like it, all of a sudden they're not hanging out with the friends that they had, uh, if they're online way too many hours, uh, if they're talking to people on the phone that you don't know who they are, you check their you know, Facebook friends list and see you know, who their friends are type of thing. Uh, just keep an eye you know, keep an eye on this. if any of their uh, behavior changes, then it's time to sit down and have a talk with them and see if you can find out if something is wrong, and uh, what it is, and reassure your child that they won't get in trouble. So many of these kids are so afraid they are going to be punished by their parents, you know, for saying something. Like I, one kid came up to me and goes, I was afraid to tell my mom I, I was online and I clicked on a link and went to a bad website, and I just got out of it really quick. And I said, no, you, you should be able to, the parents should, shouldn't should freak out if their kids come to them and say, hey, you know, I did something on the computer or this person's talking to me and I'm not really comfortable with it. Kids have to know that they can trust their parents, and not only that, but that their parents will listen to them. And, you know, that's the first thing I'm trying to get through to the parents. And then we have up on the Kids and Team website a lot of great resources for parents if they want to put up. Uh, monitoring or filtering software, not only on the computer but also on cell phones, so that they can um, keep track of what their kids are doing or keep them from going to certain places online uh, or block certain people, especially on the cell phone, from contacting them. So there are, you know, there are a lot of great resources on the site and it's org.
2: Okay, well, we're going to take a short break. Um, you're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report. After we'll be back after these messages.
4: Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for
6: our sponsors. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis.
3: WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn, so you can reach us before and after every program. We also feature our exclusive real-time chat room, where we welcome all listeners to engage with our show hosts during every live show. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed by following us on Facebook, Google, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Get addicted.
4: Get ahead. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm.
2: And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report, broadcast to you live from very sunny and warm Santa Monica, California. And we have Jane Hitchcock, and Jane's um, work is the president of Working to Halt Online Abuse and Working to Halt Online Abuse Kids. And we've been talking um, for the last um, half hour or so about the tragic death of Amanda Todd and uh, the Canadian teen who committed suicide after posting a, a somewhat plaintiff video, uh, Cry for Help. And uh, I got some um, feedback. Um, some people asked you know, how serious this is. And, and generally, the adults who um, responded said that it was a serious problem. Um, and uh, you know, some of the responses include... You know, the challenge is that where bullying exists, it's a cultural problem. Schools at the tip of the spear need to have zero-tolerance tol- policies, which involve parents and education and enforcement. Organizations like Facebook are also so well-positioned to provide leadership on the issue, including tools to identify and combat the problem. Big data is for, for more than selling more stuff. I pray for all the kids suffering in silence about being bullied. Um, and he's a parent. Um, another one um, who's also a parent, the instantaneous availability and impulsive dissemination of opinions as a consequence of social media has eliminated the pause button on our respective consciences. We no longer indulge in the luxury of taking a moment to consider our actions and the impact thereof. This is not just a malady of impulsive use. And then um, here's the third: it is increasingly difficult to address this issue because the internet makes it easy for bullies to hide their identity. It's a serious, serious problem, and these type of stories need to be seen to be on the rise. It's a social issue, but it also needs to become a legal issue so these bullies know there are consequences for what they do. Interesting response. Uh, any comments, Jane?
5: I, I agree with all that, and I think what you said first was education, educating mm-hmm. parents yes, the kids, educating the school, you know, the, the employees at the school, uh, teachers and the administration, and educating the law enforcement. I think everyone, education is the key thing here that everyone needs to know. It's not going to go away. If anything, it's probably going to get worse. And if they don't know how to handle it, and they don't handle it correctly, it will get a lot, lot worse.
2: Now, you make a good point. Educating law enforcement is—is is there a view on law enforcement in some areas? One that you know, this is <clears throat> this is just you know, kids. This is what kids do. I mean, get over it. You know, the, the you know tough toughen up and that the, you know we, we're we here we're you know, we're here to get cops you know to get bad guys and robbers and murderers and you know we're not here to chase after kids Do you, is that is that a response you see at all
5: i see it a lot you know where they because you know god bless you, you know, police officers you know now they have to deal with online issues and not only um you know scammers and stalkers and now bullies and they have to deal with that in addition with real life crime and you might have to go off to the ones that really try and make a go of it. But they really need to, you know, and it's unfortunate that there are some cities that are cutting back on the police force instead of putting the money into it, which they should be doing, but for the ones that, you know, are trying their best is get out there and, and get the training. And I, I do training. I For the Department of Defense Cybercrime Conference every year, I do workshops where I train them the basics of, you know online investigations and try and give them the beginning tools you know on, on how to uh, trace emails, how to contact Facebook properly, how to work with victims and things like that. So I mean there there is some training out there, but there should be a lot more and uh, once they have that knowledge, then they can use it because I tell them that say you know if if my organization can help cyber stalking victims and get the situation taken care of 70% of the time without involving law enforcement, then they can do it without having to actually arrest somebody. They can probably defuse the situation and warn the person that's doing it, if this continues, we are going to come back. We know who you are. Uh, Because quite honestly, when these people get, you know, a trooper or a police officer in full uniform knocking on the door with, printed evidence showing we know that you sent this, they usually stop because we found that the majority of, you know, stalkers, harassers that we deal with with victims are average everyday people. They don't have criminal records Mm -hmm. and they don't want to have one. And uh, there was one case I was working on with, it was a Maryland computer crimes unit and I actually got a phone call from the trooper because I helped him trace the messages back. He went to the ISP, and, and I f- figured out who belonged to that account. And it actually showed up on the guy's door. He said, yes, yeah. I knocked on the door. He had a smoky hat on and everything. And he said when he presented the evidence he had, the guy literally peed his pants. Wow. So it worked. You know, when they know they can't get away with it, and we have had less than one percent of the cases that we have saw, have resolved have gone up again or reignited, and and that's a real big plus for us.
2: Now, um, is, what's interesting is that you what 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 seems to have triggered the whole Amanda Todd thing was that um, someone coaxed her into flashing her breasts um, right. to them on a webcam, and then and posted on Facebook and sent to her friends and even one person used, used that picture as their um, Facebook ID. Um, yeah. Now, that would seem to be you know, child pornography, which could have yes, very serious consequences in the United States, and, you know, including being labeled a sexual predator for the rest of your life
5: yeah you'd be you'd be a registered sex offender, where you know anywhere you move, you have to let you know the police in but yes, definitely goes back to that and from what I understand what what she did was she did it kind of as a joke at first, and then when this person threatened to post the pictures unless you know she flashed him again and did some other things and when she said no, that's when this person began posting all over the place, and that's how it got out, and that's where she tried to drink le, she began cutting herself right and uh from what I understand she changed schools like three or four times. But the kids at the original school wouldn't stop because they could get to her online. They didn't have to be at the same school anymore.
2: Right. And that's the thing. She did try to escape them and they, they seem they seemed to find her. And yep. um which is goes to your other point. Um you know before kids could home, come home from school and escape their bullies. Um and yep. you know, now their bullies travel with them, which is you know, which is a huge problem.
5: Yes,
2: it is. But, um, you know, I would think, you know, given that that's the core offense, I mean, I would hope that whoever's behind that does get prosecuted and, you know, and there will be some serious penalties just because of what we're talking about. This is child pornography.
5: Definitely. I would think that the RCMP would um, take her computer and go through it and try and, because I'm sure, I'm hoping she kept, the emails or the messages that were sent from this person that talked her into showing her breasts, um, they could easily, you know, go through her hard drive and try and figure out, you know, all of that. And I don't know if they've done that yet or not. I don't think that's been reported.
2: Now, are you familiar with the uh, Amanda Todd reporting team, the the group on Facebook?
5: Yes. Yeah, I think I sent you that link. Yes. They started... uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before they actually created the group and are encouraging anyone, if they see anything on Facebook, whether it's a page or a group or even a profile, forged in her name to report it to them, and they are trying to work directly with Facebook to get things taken down. But, again, I don't know why this one page is still up there.
2: No, I saw one page. I'm not sure. I, I don't believe it was on Facebook, but I did see a page where they said this whole thing's a hoax. And they said there's no record that Amanda Todd having parents and... Um, which you know ignores Mother. the fact that her parents have spoken to the media, but um, it's it, her
5: parents have spoken to the media though they've
2: been interviewed. Yes, and there was. I mean, that's the odd there thing. Was an but the, there was is that? a website out there that says that she never existed. This is a this is a hoax, and this is designed to promote, promote you know something. I don't know.
5: No, it's not. It's it's unless these people are pretending to be her parents, they're doing all these media interviews, which I highly doubt. Uh, right. because her father was interviewed today uh, about how she had planned on getting a tattoo um reading stay strong yeah you know, before before she killed herself so unless this is a big elaborate uh, thing with people pretending to be her parents uh i i believe it's true
2: yeah i mean you know obviously that's the one thing it goes be the internet you know it's a great source of information it's a great source of disinformation and um you know this seems to be um this this, this is actually a, a a amazing illustration of you know the many facets of the internet because here you have a, a girl using the internet saying you know i have no one and it has a cry for help and um and so that, that that's a good thing and um but you know the reason why she was brought to that point, you know, was because of some bad things about the internet. You know, the fact that she was being able to be abused um, before a huge audience of people. And granted, some of the stuff that happened to her that, that really seemed to trigger it was also offline. I mean, she was beat up um, by the girlfriend of of a of, of boy she was involved with, and um, and so. It this shows the many facets of the internet, but the one facet that hopefully the anonymous thing reveals is that you're not anonymous, and right. uh, maybe if you know kids know that, um, you know they'll they'll be aware that and not being anonymous equals consequences.
5: Yeah, and you know I think her video was it was more than just a cry for help. I think she was trying to tell other kids that were being bullied that uh, don't don't let the bullies get. You.
2: And I think she was trying to reach out to other kids like her as well as a cry for help. I mean, you know, her her styles are, you know, oddly enough, I mean, you know, she's dead, but, you know, it actually was quite stylistic in just the way she did it with her her face mostly obscured and, um, you know, it it was done in such a dramatic way that it did get your attention.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, there have been other. Videos like that were similar to that, so I'm sure she kind of riffed off of those. Uh, there's, uh, one that I sometimes show when I go speak at colleges and universities saying, and that's get off Facebook, and it's this guy that does the same thing. There's no talking at all. It's just all, you know, cards that he's written on and flips through them. Uh, so I think she was not copying, but kind of riffing off of what she right. seen And it is, an, it was an effective video. I thought it was very well done.
2: Yeah, and then that's why and I was shocked to see that she died so so quickly after that. Now, um, we yeah. only have a few more minutes. If people want to look you up uh, online, what's the best way to do so?
5: Uh, they can go to, um, if they're adults 18 over, it's haltabuse.org, and it's spelled H-A-L-T-A-B-U-S-E.org. Or the Kids and Teen Division is haltabusektd.org. Um, and I also have a website called netcrimes.net, uh, that's my current book, uh, Net Crimes and Misdemeanors, but it has information about the new book. And then also, uh, if you just type in True Crime Online and Facebook, you can join the page uh, for my new book coming out in January.
2: Well, um, we'll definitely have to have you on when the book comes out and um, you know, give it its its due attention. But I, I, again, I want to thank you for coming again and being such a great friend of the show. And um, this is a, a very sad and but important topic, and I, I think you've you've really helped give give perspective to this. So um, thank you okay. again, Jane, and um, it, was, it was great having you. Uh, we only have a, a few minutes left. Uh, again, today is the anniversary of Megan Myers. Um, Suicide as well. And, um, you know, our thoughts go out to her parents. Um, I want to say happy birthday to Don Mallory, a, a film producer who has worked with the, the Internet Law Center from time to time. And, um, today is, you know, a lot of people are watching baseball. Today is the anniversary of game four of the American League Championship Series in 2004 when the Yankees looking to sweep the Red Sox three games. They were up three games to nothing came into Fenway Park. And David Ortiz, um, which actually the game was so long, it was not until 1 a.m. the next day. But David Ortiz hit the the home run that began the Red Sox stunning comeback and uh, led to their first World Series title. So um, you know that that's overcoming adversity, and maybe that's a good way to end today. Um, that you know things can be overcome. Um, so this is Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center. Um, again.